The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. So there you go. That That is the theme tune to the show that is making its return, that being Big Brother. And when that theme tune was first played, uh, my guest was but a lowly builder who had decided that he would go into a reality TV show. And who knows, maybe one or two people would watch it and maybe he'd last a couple of weeks. And when he emerged again, it was to throngs of people, tens of thousands of pounds sterling and the adulation of a nation. Maybe I'm putting a little bit of jam on it, but that's more or less it. Craig Phillips, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well indeed, thank you. It's always exciting hearing that. I tell you what, I tell you what, Craig, it is lovely to talk to you because there have, there were people who in that first episode of, of Big Brother, which I, like everybody else on the planet, watched avidly, who have since fallen out uh, of sort of the public view to some extent. But I remember watching you in your underpants chained up uh, by Avid Marion. <laughs> And thinking, well, you know, he's getting work. And then these days, I, I literally see you all the time. I, I look up something on tiling and you'll appear and you'll be talking about tile spacing and yeah. grouting. And I think, he's right, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, we do. We have our YouTube where we just do lots of online videos. I mean, it was 20 years ago, I won the very first Big Brother. And I think for the first 10, 15 years, I was just doing makeover shows, you know, and I run into thousands of them racing around the country doing them. For seven years, it's kind of plateaued out a little bit. There's not as much there for me about now because I've got two young children and married. I don't want to be away from home as much. So when we built our recent house, we thought we'll build a big workshop, a big there and just make our own online videos. And if you're finding them over there in Ireland and you're Googling how to do them faking for us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the great thing is it keeps you away from the sheer quantity of MDF that you had to w- wade through on some of the makeover shows of a lot of MDF. You're right, you're right. Come yeah. here, we can't spend the whole time talking about DIY. We better go back to uh, Big Brother. You went in yeah. with obviously no sense of the juggernaut that this thing would become. At what point did the penny drop that this was huge? Was it literally when you walked out? I think I was the last person to know in the entire UK of, of how big the programme had become and how well it was received by, by the public and the media, you know. I really was the last person to know. And I can honestly say I sat on the couch every night in that house for 64 days thinking, how on earth can you make a television programme out of this nonsense, you know? We're all sitting there talking nonsense. We're having a good laugh. We're doing a few tasks, a few... But for the majority of my time in there, I can honestly say I was bored. But I couldn't... You know, I came out and it broke... records for, for Channel 4... You know, the amount the media got behind it, you know, not not just in, in the UK, all over Europe, you know. I bump into so many people who were on holiday, and even 20-odd years later, they can remember where they were on the 15th of September 2000, the last night of Big Brother. And they're like, they remember what they were doing. 
Of course, part of what made you so popular now, there was undoubtedly many things that contributed to your popularity, but the tabloids were having an absolute field day with Nasty Nick and you were one of the people in the house who took on Nasty Nick. Let's remind ourselves of that. Sorry, I have to say it, Nick, but very disappointed in yourself. Uh, I not only feel I'm quite positive and got evidence uh, that you're plotting a a very dirty plan on everybody in here to vote against each other and steer it divert from you. I think that's an absurd, Craig. It's not one of you all. Okay, you you may think it's absurd, Nick, but let me point out a few facts here. Uh, There's a number of people sitting around this table, right, who have come to me over the weekend and basically said uh, that you have showed them a piece of paper with various names on it, uh, i.e. my name on a number of occasions. What disappoints me the most, Nick, right, um, how how can you be so two-faced? Yeah. You're so restrained and diplomatic, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> I remember the day very, very well. Um, it was... It, it was a real um, morbid, morbid weekend that time. You know, when when the housemates did come and tell me, basically, and showing names, it was upsetting because we had planned to do things outside. And I generally got on well with Nick, you know, in the house. I think most of us did. In tried to outsmart us, you know, we tried to win in the wrong way in, in one attitude. And when when we first heard about it, I was wound up the night before, you know, and I wanted to go shouting and screaming at him, but. I know that that isn't the best outcome, you know, it's not the wise thing to do. So we all agreed to sleep on it and then wake up in the morning and you've calmed down a little bit, more time to process your thoughts. Uh, and I, I wait, and he was wrong. Just to tell him how I felt a little bit and ask him what he's got to say and do about it, you know, and um, you can tell the lies and this, that and the other. And it was just not. And the one thing that I've I've read about you subsequent to your win, and I've 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 always wanted to check if if it was true because it seems to be one of the most altruistic things you could do. You won something in the order of seventy thousand pounds sterling coming out of that, and all the reports indicated that you gave that to a friend of yours who had Down syndrome and needed a, a heart and lung transplant, and that funded the operation. Is that true? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, little Joanne Harris is there was the young girl, and I'd, I'd known her from a little baby. It's uh, a dear friend of mine. It's his cousin. So as we were kids growing up, we, you know, we were on holiday, we babysat her. I didn't really quite understand the extent of, of, of her problems until she was little. The heart and lung transplant, and he wouldn't operate on the NHS for best because she had. So we pushed and pushed. Well, the Down Syndrome Society pushed for 14 years, and they got nowhere. Uh, after winning Big Brother, if I win the £70,000, What's her operation over in America? And I was when if I just got a little bit of publicity, you know, one newspaper or one wants to do an article about it, I just thought that's perfect. You know, we might get a little bit more. Um, little did I know, you know, the next day I would be on, well, the day after the winnings, I would be on the front newspaper, every radio station, every news bulletin TV was talking about it and showing uh, that clip of me coming out and, and donating my money to Joe. So it was, it was amazing times. You know, we got a lot of support from the public afterwards. You know, people sending in, you know, you, you had children sell a, sell a tape for like 50 pence. They're sending it to me. And then you had 
big celebrities like Chris Evans giving us £50,000 on, on the radio station there, that Richard Branson, the Beckhams, you know, all them real big names who kind of seen the programme, really loved it and wanted to support me and, and support Little Joe. Well, fair play to you, Craig. Um, unfortunately, the, the line quality, there's a lot of dropout, so I'll let you go at this stage, but a total pleasure to have talked to you. And like I say, if, if, you, if you're a Big Brother fan, Big Brother is back on Saturday. If you find yourself thinking, what exactly is the ideal mix for a mortar bed for a patio slab? Go on YouTube, search Craig Phillips, and he will undoubtedly have the answer for you in a video. Craig, of course, when he went into the show, it was an unknown entity. It had been in Holland, it had done well there, but in the UK, it was still sort of, is this a psychological experiment? What is it? And after a while, it became this huge vehicle. And when it was a huge vehicle, was around the time that Huey Mon went into it and was Big Brother runner-up for season 17. Huey, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. How significant was it in your life, Huey? Oh, God, hugely. Um, I could be here all day explaining that, but I'll break it down very quickly. Um, Right, so it led, to me getting to do a lot of other television work and reality shows and stuff afterwards. I get the superficial side of it out there. But like I got to do all of those things that I never thought I would and wasn't the reason why I auditioned for the show at all because as much as you're saying it was still a huge vehicle, by the time 16, it wasn't as big a show it had been in the beginning and there was a lot of other reality shows uh, shows out there so therefore like the, the landscape of the amount of reality stars there was was so much bigger than it was in the beginning so um, it definitely helped me to do a lot of experiences in life that was uh, amazing and incredible but I mean for me personally what I've done it really boosted my confidence it was something I always wanted to do since I was younger and it was a huge dream and I achieved that and what was brilliant as well is coming from the travelling community and coming from like Ballymun in Dublin and being gay within the travelling community, like all of these things being from a minority background, it really helped me also put awareness out there for internal stigma within my own community. And um, a lot of people messaged me afterwards and said, you've been on there and speaking so openly about your sexuality really helped me with confidence to come out to my family. So um, it was an amazing time and something I'll never forget and the best thing I've ever ever done like even if I done a show that was a hundred times more watched I'd still consider that to be like my biggest achievement because it, it's, it's odds to get chosen for Big Brother or Love Island is is extraordinary about 88,000 people applied for my season and you know I was one of 18 people that got to go in 88,000 a full yeah, crow she- park applied to go on Big Brother yeah, and the series that Jade Goody was on, which was 2002, the third season, um, 250,000 people applied. And back then, you would have to send in a VHS, like a videotape, for the producers to watch. Can you imagine having to watch 250,000 videos to find the right, to find, like, the right applicants? <laughs> you know? So, um, and nowadays, it's even harder to get shows for these shows because not only do you have the open line for applicants but they're now scouting through Instagram and they're you know, which is why when you watch Love Island you see you know some footballers daughters on there they're looking for superficial ways of getting press so it's even harder to get shows now unless you look a certain way or you already have a following and stuff which I find so ironic how silly so many people are talking about a new season coming up and it's going back to basics sure it's ITV they're going to want ratings and all of that. It'll just be kind of Love Island without the coupling up. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think it'll be like Big Brother in the past at all because 
society has changed. Like, you'll see people under who look very Instagram-y, if you know what I mean. Well, we'll, we'll have to wait until uh, the weekend to see how it actually does turn out. Huey, thanks very much for coming on. That's Huey Munn, who's got Big Brother runner-up for season 17. And Huey's talking about the, the Big Brother heyday versus now when it's, uh, you know, it may be a shallower version of the the true golden entity it was in its, its original um, outing. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.